Thank you, everyone, for coming to today's podcast. We'll be reading portions from the big book, excerpts. Let's go ahead and open this meeting with a moment of silence, followed by the set-aside prayer, please. God, please help me to decide everything I think I know about you, about myself and my fellow man, and about these 12 steps for a fresh new understanding in you and myself and my fellow man and this program in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, we're going to go ahead and start with the page of uh, top of uh, uh, 86. Top of 86? Yeah, let's go ahead and on awakening. Right. Uh, almost there. But I'm awake and about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for a day before we begin. We ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking Him for to be divorced from self pity or <clears throat> dishonest and self seeking motive. Under these conditions, we employ our mental faculties with insurance, but after all, God gave us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is clear of wrong motives. In thinking about our day, we face the decision we may not be able to determine which course to take. Here's what we ask for God for inspiration and intuitive thought and decisions. We must relax, take it easy. We don't struggle. We are often surprised how the answers come after we've tried this for a while. What used to be the hunch or, uh, or the occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. Being still inexperienced and having just made conscious contact with God it is not probable that we are going to be inspired at all times. We might pay for this presumption in all sorts of absurd actions and ideas. Nevertheless, we find that our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration. We come to rely upon it. We usually conclude the period of meditation with a prayer that we be shown all through the day what our next step is to be. That we be given whatever we need to take such care of such problems we ask especially for freedom from self-will and are careful to make no requests for ourselves only we may ask for ourselves however if others will be helped we are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends many of us have wasted a lot of time doing that and it doesn't work you can easily see why in circumstances one we have to wives and friends join us in morning meditation we belong to every morning devotion we attend that also if not members of religious bodies we sometimes select and memorize a few set prayers we emphasize the principles we have been discussing there are many helpful books out also Six of these may be obtained by one's priest minister or rabbi be quick to see what religious people are right make use what they have to offer as we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful and ask for the right thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves we are no longer running the show. Humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, Thy will will be done. We are then in much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decision. We become much more efficient. We do not tire so easily. For we are not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to arrange life to suit ourselves. It works, it really does, it really does. Page 416, please. There have been a great deal to become convinced that alcohol was a disease, not a moral issue. It had been drinking as a result of a compulsion, even though I had not been aware of that compulsion at the time. And that a sobriety was not a matter of willpower, but people may have something that looked much better than what I had, and I was afraid to let go of what I had 
in order to try something new. There was a certain sense of security in the familiar. And last acceptance has proven to be the key to my drinking problem. After I've been around AA for seven months, tapering up of pills, alcohol and pills. Not finding the program working very well, I was finally able to say, okay, God, it's true. All people are strangers to me, see me. And even though I didn't get my permission, really, really am an alcoholic of sorts, and it's all right with me. Now, what am I going to do about it? When I stopped living in the problem, I began to live in the answer, and the problem went away. From that moment on, I have not one single compulsion to drink. And acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. When I am disturbed, it is because I find some person, place, thing, or situation, some fact of my life unacceptable to me, and I can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly the way it's supposed to be at this moment. Nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake until I could accept my alcoholism I cannot stay sober unless I accept life completely on life's terms. I cannot be happy. I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world as on what needs to be changed in me and in my attitudes. Shakespeare said, all the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players. He forgot to mention that I was a chief critic. I was always able to see the flaw in every person, every situation, and I was always glad to point it out because I knew you wanted perfection just as I did. AA and acceptance has taught me that there's a bit of good in the worst of us and a bit of bad in the best of us and that we are all children of God and we have a right to be here. When I complain about me or about you, I am complaining about God's handiwork. I am saying that I know better than God. For years, I was sure that the worst thing that happened to a nice guy like me is that I would turn out to be an alcoholic today. I find it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. This proves I don't know what's good for me. And if I don't know what's good for me, then I don't know what's good or bad for you or anyone. So, better off, I don't figure, don't give advice, don't, don't figure. I, see. I, I know what's best to just accept life by life term as it is today, especially my own life. As it actually is, before AA, I judged myself by my intentions while the world was judging me by my actions. Acceptance has been the answer to my, my marital problems, and it's those who AA have given me a new pair of glasses. Max and I have been down married now for 35 years, and prior to my marriage, she was a shy, scrawny adolescent. I was able to see things in her that others necessarily couldn't see. Things like beauty, charm, gaiety, and gift even being in the top two, and a sense of humor. And many other fine qualities. It is as if rather than the minus touch, which turns everything into gold, magnified mind that magnified whatever I focus on. Over the years, I was thought that I, I thought about Max and her good qualities grew and grew. We married, and all these qualities became more and more apparent to me. And as we were, as we were happier and happier. But then as I drank more and more, the alcohol seemed to affect my vision. Instead of continuing to see what was good about my wife, I began to see her defects. And the more I focused my mind on her defects, the more they grew and multiplied. Every defect I pointed out to her became greater and greater. Each time I told her she was a nothing, she receded a little more into nowhere. The more I drank, the more she wilted. Then one day I was told that I had the lenses and my glasses backwards. The courage to change in the serenity prayer meant not that I should change my marriage, but rather that I should change myself and learn to accept my spouse as she was. AA has given me a new pair of glasses. I can again focus on my wife's good qualities and watch them grow, grow, and grow. 
I can do the same thing with AA meetings in the morning. I focus my mind on the sea pictures, late start, drunk a lot, cigarette smoke. The worst of meeting becomes, but when I try to see what I can add to the meeting rather than what I get out of it, I then focus my mind on what is good about it rather than what is wrong with it. The meeting keeps getting better and better and better, I see. When I focus on what's good today, I have a good day. When I focus on what's bad, I have a bad day. When I focus on the problem, the problem increases. When I focus on the answer, the answers increase. Amen. Six. Turn to page 420, please. Perhaps, perhaps the best thing of all for me is to remember that my serenity is inversely proportional to my expectations. The higher my expectations, the max and other people are, the lower is my serenity. I can watch my serenity level rise when I discard my expectations, but then my rights try to move in, and they too can force my serenity level down. I had to discard my rights as well as my expectations by asking myself, how important is it really? How important is it compared to my serenity, my emotional sobriety? And when I place more value on my serenity and sobriety than anything else, I can maintain them at a higher level, at least for the time being. Yeah, Sam has been a key to my relationship with God. I never just sit around doing nothing while waiting for Him to tell me what to do. I'd rather do what's in front of me and needs to be done. And leave the results up to Him. However, it turns out that's God's will for me. I must keep my magic magnifying mind on my acceptance, not my expectations. For my serenity is directly proportional to the level of acceptance. When I remember this, I can see I never had it so good. Thank God for AA. Amen. Page 552, please. He said, in effect, if you have a resentment you want to be free of, if you will pray for that person or the thing that you resent, you will be free. If you will ask in prayer for everything you want for yourself to be given to them, you will be free. Ask for their help, their prosperity, their happiness, and you will be free. Even when you don't really want it for them and your prayers are only words and you don't mean it. Go ahead and do it anyway. Do it every day for two weeks and you will find you have come to mean it and want it for them. And you will realize that where you used to feel bitterness and resentment and hatred, you now feel compassionate, understanding, and love. It worked for me then. It worked for me many times since. It worked for me every time I'm willing to work. And sometimes I have to ask for the willingness, of it, but it's always too cupped. Because it works for me, it'll work for all of us. Another great man says, the only real freedom that a human being can ever know is <coughs> doing what he ought to do because he wants to do it. This great experience has released me from the bondage of hatred and replaced it with love. It's just another permutation of the truth I know. I get everything I need in Alcoholics Anonymous. And everything I need, I get. When I get what I need, I invariably find that it's just what I wanted all the time. Amen. Page one. better than one. <laughs> yeah, you went right through it. Page 100, please. Both you and the new man must walk day by day in the path of spiritual progress. If you persist, remarkable things will happen. When we look back, we realize that the things that came to us when we put ourselves in God's hands were better than anything we could have planned. Follow the dictates of a higher power and you will presently live in a new and wonderful world no matter what your present circumstance. Page 83, please. We are pacing about this phase of development. We will be amazed before we are halfway through. We are going to know a new freedom, a new happiness. We will regret the past 
we'll shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity, and we will become, we will know peace, no matter how far down the scale we have gone. It will. We will see how our experiences can benefit others. The feeling of our uselessness and our self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Fear of people and economic insecurity will leave us, and we will know, truly know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what is what we what we could not do for ourselves. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work for them. Amen. Page, page 85, please. It is easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. We are headed for trouble we do, for alcohol is a subtle fall. We are not cured of alcoholism. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Every day is a day where we must carry the vision of God's will into all our activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will, not mine, be done. These are thoughts which must go with us constantly. We can exercise our willpower along this line all we wish. It is the proper use of the will. Much has been already said about receiving strength, inspiration, direction from him who has all knowledge and power. If you are carefully following his directions, we have begun to sense a new uh, flow of his spirit into us. To some extent, we become God conscious. We have begun to develop a vital success, but, this must, but we must go further. This means more action. Amen. Let's go ahead and jump to page uh, 25 for a couple of paragraphs, right? Um, there is a solution. Almost none of us like the self-searching, the leveling of our pride, the confession of our shortcomings, which the process requires for a successful consummation. But we saw that it really worked in others, and we had come to believe in the hopelessness and fertility of life as we had been living it. When, therefore, we were approached by those in whom the problem had been solved, there was nothing left for us but to pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. We have fun much of heaven, and we have been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence of which we had not even dreamed. Great friends, just as we have had a deep, effective spiritual experiences. We have we have revolutionized our whole attitude towards life, towards God, towards our fellows, and towards God's universe. The central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty that our Creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is deep, miraculous. He has convinced and accomplished those things which we could not do. So we could not never do by ourselves. Sorry. Amen. Go ahead and, and go to page 76, and I'll, I'll read uh, 63. 76? Yeah, for the prayer. We were now at step three. Many of us said to our Maker as we understood Him, God, I offer myself to Thee to build with me and to do with me as Thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do Thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those that would help of Thy power thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. We thought well before taking this step, making sure we were ready, that we could at last abandon ourselves utterly to him. Amen. Rick? When ready, we say something like this by prayer. I'm now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I now pray for the removal of, of 
Every single defect of character which stands in my way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me the strength as I go out there and do your bidding. Amen. Hey. We've now completed step seven. Amen. All right, now page 43 says, Once more, the alcoholic at certain times has no effective mental defense against the first drink. Except in a few rare cases, neither he nor any other human being can provide such a defense. His defense must come from a higher power. The end. Beautiful, beautiful, wonderful readings, man. Thank you. Um, so we'll skip, well, 2 o'clock tomorrow, okay? Okay, 2 o'clock. <clears throat> 2 o'clock, we'll get on. Good. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye.